This episode is brought to you ad-free thanks to all our wonderful patrons. You can get tons of exclusive content and help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash shonenflop. Welcome to Shonenflop Chibi, a first impressions mini episode where we talk about the first chapter of the series that we'll be covering in depth next week with our guest, Colin Mullen, also known as uh, Reverend Scarecrow. It's very important to respect somebody's, uh, you know, like a uh, station, like their title that they worked for David, you know, he's a reverend. Father. Yeah, father. Father. Scar- I call him daddy, but for a different reason. That's just something you guys have worked out. I'm Jordan, and with me today, as usual, is my lovely co-host, David. Say hi, David. Hi, David. I was trying to sing, like, the first part of Here Comes the Bride, but that just didn't work. Hi, David. Hi, David. Hi, David. <laughs> it's almost like my musical co-host did a much better job of me trying to incorporate music into my introduction. Wait, wait, what about this? Here comes David. Here comes David. <laughs> Okay. Oh, actually okay. related, my dad's going to play the violin for like when Rachel walks in at the wedding, so that should be really nice. That's awesome. For those who don't know, David's father is an extremely accomplished uh, violinist. For, you say, for those who don't know, David's getting married because he keeps calling his fiance his girlfriend. <laughs> and Rachel is very mad. Don't let Rachel hear it. Oh, no. We got a deep fake like lines from David every now and then where it's just like we morph something he said into my fiance. Dylan loves doing that. Yeah. He could also just say the line again and not mention it, but I mean, you know, that's uh No, no. <laughs> We're a one take kind of podcast. Except for that time Jordan redubbed all of his audio. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Except for that time, David. Except for that time. God damn it. All right. I'm glad we're a one take podcast now. Let me just say that. Jordan, why was I trying to sing my introduction? Because <laughs> what manga are we covering this week? Well, David, we're covering Tokyo Demon Bride's Story, Shinobi Squad. Jordan, do you mind telling the audience a little bit about the series? I would love to, David. Uh, this was written by Nakama Tadaichi. David, there's nothing more important to me than my Nakama. I remember when people used to translate that as comrade. <laughs> oh, yes. Comrade Luffy. Communist period of One Piece was great. There are communists in One Piece. It's a whole revolutionary army. I'm just imagining what if the Russians dub One Piece. You got Lufuski, uh, Zorochov. I would be surprised if there wasn't like a Russian dub. Yep. But anyway, this ran between September 5th, 2022 to April 3rd, 2023. And it ran for 29 chapters with four volumes. And what if four volumes they were? I assume we haven't gotten through all the four volumes yet. What a what a one chapter of the 29 chapters it is. What a one of 29 chapters. <laughs> so why don't we dive into hearing about your awesome plot summary? Yeah. When Manaka and Jinta were seven years old, Jinta asked her to marry him in 10 years. A decade has passed and Manaka, who is a demon by the way, has returned to meet her new husband. Unfortunately for her, Jinta works too many part-time jobs to remember a dumb thing he said when he was a little fucking kid. So when Manaka arrives at his door with her demon posse, it's an insane demon posse, David. <laughs> fucking. Jinta thinks he's dreaming while she declares that she'll stab any other fucking girl girls who are into him this is just like you know that one friend where you like make plans with them as a joke and then they think you're being serious and they show up yeah like uh man that time david asked me to be up on a podcast with him and i thought he was kind of joking and then uh 
And now it's three years later. Now it's three years later. Uh, anyway, this almost happens when she sees Jinta with his big sister, Matsuri. But Matsuri just winds up thinking Manaka is adorable instead of getting mad. They all hang out while Manaka starts explaining how Jinta is like from a special family called the Sacred Bloods or something. And it attracts demons. Uh, I don't know. He had a talisman on his door to keep out a bunch of like excess demons and shit. But it's old and ratty now. So Manaka wants him to sign a contract of cohabitation with his blood blood while Matsuri gets wasted and declares that Manaka is allowed to stay because she owns the damn house. Her name's on the deed. Also, Jita's friend Sumugi is there too. Popcorn David. <laughs> I'm just imagining, imagine if they'd have like, what is it called? That Jewish talisman you put on the door? <laughs> the Jewish talisman? Oh my god. Uh, 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 fuck, starts with an M. I'm gonna Google Jewish Jewish door talisman. It's not Meshuggah. That's a that's a band and a different Yiddish word. Mezuzah. Mezuzah. Oh my God. It's a mezuzah. Yeah. Imagine if you had a mezuzah and it just stopped. You're like, <laughs> it turns out Jews were right about this. Damn. I never thought of it as a talisman before. But it kind of is. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Later, while everyone is having a good time, they come under attack by a cute frog girl because it's that kind of manga. And um, we have positive bisexual representation. Monica can't <laughs> swim, so she gets swept up in the frog girl's water type attack. She's surf, to be clear. And then she's going to go sit in a chair, weirdly. Jinta goes to save her when he remembers <laughs> that, oh yeah, bisexual. he did perform CPR on a girl when he was seven. Huh, guess that was her. Weird. Monica then fights Frog Girl using her powers to turn it into a weird tiny fish with legs, begging for death, and also probably going to listen to Junior Junior. I would like to point out that David called her Monica, and I love that. That is the four kids' name, and there's no way it would be anything else. Uh, yeah, I'm just going <laughs> to keep going with it. Dugs, go with it. It's good. Jinta makes Monica turn her back, whereupon Monica immediately kicks the frog girl in the butt and sprains her ankle. Later that night, Jinta agrees to let Monica stay with him for a little bit, signing the contract, only discover it's for a full year rather than just a couple of months like he thought. Though I, I do want to know what it actually is. He just offered her to stay for a few months and then he accidentally bled on the contract, which I guess is legally binding. I thought he signed it. I didn't realize he... Uh... No, he had a cut on his hand that blood fell on the contract. Oh, that's what happened. Weird. Monica is overjoyed while Jinta and Sumugi have an exchange that is very confusing because of bad world bubble placement. I also think Sumugi is his youngest sister, not a friend. Is she? He has two sisters. No, that makes sense. There's like one line where it's like, oh, there's another sister. I was kind of wondering why Monica wasn't like, I'm just going to call her that too. Why Monica wasn't angry that like Sumugi was there. And she is kind of just there. Yeah, she has the same last name as the main character. There, That's his younger sister. Oh, uh, okay. Well, there you go, everybody. Wasn't some random ass 10-year-old hangs out with him. Uh, was she 10? I don't know. She's younger sister. Monica looks like she, she could be fucking 10, but she's not. I mean, she's actually a 900-year-old demon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but Jordan, so would you read in our 10 chapters of this? No way, dude. Not good. David messaged me saying that this was shitty witch watch. He's 100% right. This is just shitty witch watch. But yet, this is also better bone collection. Oh my god. You're kind of right. It's pretty much if you average the quality of bone collection in witch watch. Yeah, because, like, here's the thing. Bone watch. I'm not going to read ten <laughs> Bone watch. Witch collection. It's got wing collection, but bone, bone watch is the, the hentai parody. <laughs> Anyway, even though it is a shitty witch watch, it's still kind of witch watchy. So it's not the worst thing I've read. We've read so much worse than this first chapter, but I'm really not interested in this at all where it's going. Yeah. So Jordan, though, what do you think will happen next? 
I think that the frog girl is also going to be in love with Jinta. I think that being a sacred blood gives Jinta dumb powers that are stupid. And Monica's parental figure will show up and demand that Jinta marry her or something. Popcorn David. I think those are fair. <laughs> popcorn, popcorn me. Corn. <laughs> we're a mess today. Actually, I think we kind of have similar where I said we're going to meet a bunch of weird ass demons that are our family. Yeah. The main character is going to have to find a best man, but he won't have any friends. Oh, just sisters. Yeah. And then the wedding will have a fun two page spread, hopefully dancing and good vibes. You know, all have been worth it. You're also implying a guess right there, which is that there is going to be a wedding. They are going to get married. They will get married at some point in this manga. Yeah. But yeah. And then Jordan, what's your power word? Unwanted. We had similar ones. What's yours? Mine was forced. Yeah. Uh, basically what happened is I saw Forced the Unwanted. Oh man, it's the, it's the Star Wars sequels. Boom. Got him. Destroyed. Got him. Take that, J.J. Abrams. God. Full disclosure, I saw David's power word and was like, fuck, I can't think of anything else for this. So I tried to come up with something similar to it. Everything that happens only progresses to move the plot. There is nothing that feels organic about how these characters interact. The series just is not good, man. It's got weird writing. And this is professionally translated, and I still had trouble figuring out what the fuck was going on. Also, you know, something that's nice about Witch Watch is that while they are kind of in a strange domestic situation, the witch, what's the witch's name, David? I forget. I forget, too. The guy's name is Moy because she can't say his name right. Yeah. So the witch clearly has a huge crush on Moy and she would love to be with him. But she also isn't like, you're going to marry me. You're going to be my husband. I'm going to get really angry and attack every girl I see who's coming after you. Whereas in this, Monica is forcing this guy to marry her. Like she is like yeah. showing up. She's forcing herself into his life. He doesn't want to get married to her. He doesn't know this girl. And it's just like, it really just doesn't really endear me to her, like at all. Yeah, the fact that she's like, yeah, you signed the contract. I mean, it's an accident, but that's your problem. And like, really shows how like bad a character she is. Yeah, like whenever characters talk about her positive traits, it's always that she's cute. Yeah. Congrats, she's cute. Like, okay. Women are more interesting than just their physical appearance. Are you sure? Yes. I don't know. According, I read this right, manga. Rachel? I'm not sure. Yeah, Rachel says yes. <laughs> okay, cool. Shall we get into the Q&A? Let's fucking do it. Thank you, everyone who submitted their questions. You can do so in the Shonaflop Discord, which you can find a link to in the show notes or on our site, shonaflop.com. We try to prioritize patrons, people who haven't had a question answered in a long time, or people who have asked a question for the first time. Take it from the top, we have from Xylon. What are your top tier potato chip flavors? The thing about me with potato chip flavors is that I typically care more about, like, the texture and, like, the, uh... Jordan's using the same talk. It's like, it's more about the personality. Basically, what I'm saying is I like I like things like uh, plain like kettle cooked uh, like lattice chips. I also really like like russet potato chips and stuff. I really like kettle cooked chips. Rachel loves uh, those kind of chips. Uh, what about you, David? What's your favorite potato chip flavors? Oh, man. So in France, I got rotisserie chicken flavored Pringles. Oh, my God. And they are real fucking good. Really? Nice. I think they're vegan, too. <laughs> Really? Well, no, that makes sense. I mean, it's not like they actually put chicken in there. It's just chicken flavored. Exactly. Next up, we have from Dude Rocks. Which one do you prefer, Gogeta or Vegito? Gogeta. Here's the reason. First of all, the name. Gogeta works way better as a combination than Vegito, all right? Because it's supposed yeah. to be like a combination of Vegeta and Kakarato, which does not work in English at all. Yeah, it makes no sense in English. So Gogeta, just like right there. I get it. It's Goku and Vegeta. His name should be Vegirot, and they were like, that's a stupid name. 
yeah, it would be a stupid name, but it would make more sense. But also what I like about Gogeta is that he gets Super Saiyan 4 and he special for Gogeta. No other Super Saiyan 4 gets this. They flip the color scheme. I don't know why Gogeta gets it, but he gets it so that like he has bright red hair and like black fur. Also, GT is trash, but I think Super Saiyan 4 was kind of cool looking, honestly. Yeah, it was. And Super Saiyan Blue, Gogeta is pretty dope, too. Yeah, but the blue one where it's just like, ah, it's another hair color, man. Come on. You guys were getting bold. Uh, Fine, fine, fine. What is it? Super Saiyan God, Super Saiyan? Yes, or Super Saiyan Blue. Oh, it's just called Super Saiyan Blue is actually a valid name for that form. Good. What about Super (laughs) Saiyan Rosé? Are you joking or not? Because Super Saiyan Rosé is a thing. That's why I said it, David. I watched the Goku Black series. Just making sure. Even though that, that arc made no sense. That arc made no sense, but I liked it more than the first arc of Super. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked here. Yeah, anyway, from Meru, we have, have you removed your helmet and lost your way of the Mandalore? No. Uh, legally, my counsel has said I cannot answer this question, <laughs> so no. From Trafalgar Wolfwood, is Batman the fursona of Bruce Wayne? If it's not, it's my fursona. It, it is Batman's fursona. <laughs> Bruce Wayne is Batman's fursona. That's the thing. You know what was a great comic was Batman Year 100? Yeah, that was a good. I was like, wait a minute. I did read that. That was a good comic. Yeah, I really liked the weird, creepy art style that comic had. It looks so cool. Batman's just kicking ass as a fucking hundred year old man. He's wearing like a sweatsuit. Yeah, the bat suit now looks like sweatpants and sweatshirt and like boxing shorts. It's great. And he has to have like all these things that help him move and shit. Yeah, no, it's it's good. It's only four issues. Maybe I'll reread it. Yeah. And then finally, we have from Darth Pikachu, which currently running manga series do you think will end up on Shonen Flop and why? Well, I was going to say Itagaki is under control, but then I looked and I was right. It's already canceled, baby. (laughs) Cancel, baby. I was right. That first chapter came out. I was like, that shit's getting canceled. This sucks. And I was right. Can't run a long time with art that looks like that. U19. U19. But also uh, Fabricate 100. Yeah, I've heard it just kind of is blowing its load. So I agree with you. I heard from Maxi B it's pretty decent, so it'll be fun to cover it. It's not miserable. It's just like I'm reading it and I'm like, there's really nothing here. It's very generic. You know what? Cypher Academy. Yes. The series that made a translator quit. Yeah, I think that that is very possible. And you know what? That won't be a terrible read from what I've read. Like, because what I got from that, I only read like the first couple chapters. I actually kind of like the character writing in that. But half the manga is taken up by these bullshit, impossible to understand Japanese word puzzles. (laughs) and That's a problem. Exactly. But it's not a problem if you ignore them like we're going to. Oh, and Jordan, have you read Beaten Motion? No. Oh, that started a few weeks ago. It's like made for you. It's about a cartoonist who teams up with a girl who's a musician to make animated music videos for her. You know what? You know what? I read the first chapter of that and I liked it. It's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Anyway, you know what else I like? I like you, Jordan. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you so much for all of your hard work and helping with editing. Thank you, David. Thank you for your hard work and thank you for the editing that you do. Anytime. Props to Shannon for the awesome cover art. Find her online at Illuminati. Thank you, Dylan, for assistance with editing. Find his podcast, Anime Out of Context, at AnimeOutOfContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. Find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, or wherever else you get your podcasts. And be sure, if you're watching on YouTube, drop a comment. It's always fun to see that discussion or tweet us if you've got some thoughts, even if it's just saying, hey, we fought you or your opinion was wrong much like how rem was on our episode with him that probably won't be out by the time you're listening to this but just know his opinion was very wrong 
Yes, his opinion is wrong, and he will be judged by uh, the Hell Devil. That's Rem from Anime Out of Context for people who are <laughs> <I think laughs> I'm just God. randomly ta- talking about Rem is not a household name as much as he wishes. Yeah, no. More than sleep, baby. You know what, guys? You should all check out Anime Out of Context if you like Shonen Flop. You might even see us on the podcast. You know? Yes. Also, come join the Shonen Flop Discord. As we talked about, it's where you can submit your questions, and it's open to everyone, patron or not. Come hang out with us and talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind. We even have a monthly movie night. And if you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going, consider subscribing to our Patreon. Wouldn't be able to keep the show running without their support. Get a ton of awesome perks, including exclusive episodes. Jordan, what are we dropping this month? Oh, we're dropping the next section of our conversation about Magu-chan, God of Destruction. Hell yeah, we are joined by Great Big Sword, our guest on our infamous Build King episode, one of our absolute favorites. Oh, hell yeah. Had to make sure we have him back. And along with that, you could get exclusive background content like our warm-up audio, uncut episodes, see my show notes, and you could even be getting tons of other things like our first thoughts on new manga series that come out or our full thoughts on A Gravity Boys, a series that was too long and too horny and too long <laughs> for us to cover in a main episode. Yes. Find that at patreon.com slash flop. <laughs> Speaking of flop, <laughs> A Gravity Boys had a lot of penis jokes in it. Oh, that's a very good point. Yes, thank you, David. All right, starting with our Chainsaw Man patrons, we have Dude Man Bro Guy, and how much did you pay for the skin suit that covers up your devil horns and reptile skin? Moving on down to my favorite tier, the Ravioli tier, where you get pictures of my dog Ravioli every week. We have Chris, Eva, Israfont, Josh Robinson, Karate Chopsticks, Rachel, my wonderful fiance, Scarl Mirmanen, and Trevor Schechner. Moving on down to the King of the Forest tier, we have 090Z, Albi, Shala Florine, Gabe Lando, Jacob Andrew Galloway, Kevin Briggs, Kariman, Marty, Max Baker, T, the Real Jory, The Wolf, The Wooden Trafalgar, and Tommy Boy. Moving on down to the Galactic Ball Federation, we have a mid-sized sedan, Blamumu, Brian Sexton, David Ackardson, Dennis James Moan, Drago, Drew, Dylan Kreider, Eclectic Oak, Eric Alex Klein, Nigel, Generic Man, Green, Hans, Heavy Metal Hermit Crab, Keanu, Lincoln Frey, Manly P. Hall, Marabara, <laughs> Martin Ravin, Weinberger, My Own Dad, Matt <laughs> Solovich, Melvi, Mike Carpenter, Ralph Iskoff, Resident Warhammer Nerd, Rosendo Mendoza, Ryan Chizinski, Sarah Hydra, Scott Fischler, Simping for Senpai Ash, Staghorn, Paperclip, or our very own Tucker, Wright, and ZZ Digital. I kept pausing because I never knew who won there was the last person in that tier. <laughs> oh, goodness. And then, Jordan, is there anything you want to add? I don't think you have anything to add, but just in case. Well, well, David, I'm glad you asked because I just remembered uh, I have another podcast called Mission Ignition. Check it out. It's about Van Pyres, potentially featuring Gary Oldman. Nobody knows for sure. And also, uh, check out my Instagram, Jordan Forbes Art. Yeah. Yeah. Give me money. Do it. And then thank you so much for listening. Tune in next Monday for our full episode on Tokyo Demon Bride Story featuring Colin, also known as Reverend Scarecrow. Absolutely. This has been Jordan. This has been David. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. David, say it. Keep up flop and floppers. Bye. Bye.